seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In those opening words from the first reading from Revelation today, they sum up well the example that we have in St. John and the thanks that we have for his confession and work. St. John wrote, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that soon, must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John saw a lot of things as he walked around with Jesus, as he served as an apostle, and revealed these last things by Jesus. And so as the Christian church, we've received and we hear this testimony of John, which points us and gives us Christ. If you noticed, each one of those readings today was from a different work of the Apostle John. He wrote five books of the Bible, the Gospel of John, three letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the Revelation to St. John. But it's in the Gospel of John that we hear these things are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So just as he wrote those very words, and just as he, in that first reading, talks about blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, not that he wanted to go down in history of, look at all the people who are reading what I wrote down, but his job, like John the Baptist, was to point us to Christ. And so the scriptures give life. They're no just mere words of some guy during the time of Jesus, but they are the words of eternal life. And eternal life is yours, too, because of the person and work of Jesus, which been, has been accomplished and then giver, given, delivered through the means of grace. So then the message of St. John that he preached and wrote down by the divine inspiration is that same thing which is preached to you today. Being a congregation named St. John Lutheran Church, our namesake, these words sound forth as we gather in this place. To be the church is to be hearing the word of God, believing it, and living it as you heard in the first reading. Now, I will say, back when all the derecho stuff happened, and there were, we were, I was getting phone calls from the synod down in St. Louis, right, and then they would ask, you know, so is it St. John or St. John's Lutheran Church? And I would just chuckle, right? The controversy surrounding all of that. And they'd ask, what are you laughing about? And I just went, oh boy. <laughs> Some of them you'll read then St. John and St. John's. I, I don't think they really listened to what I had to say, but that's all right. But thinking about all of these things this morning, God exhorts you to be his faithful people, to be the people of St. John. And we know our confession matters. Because in our world, it's all too easy to say one thing and to do the other, especially when it comes to the Christian faith. One of those things that everybody knows about, but we're uncomfortable to talk about out loud, we see usually during this time of the year. So pandemic aside, Christmas Eve, Easter Sunday, those are typically two days in the church year where maybe people you normally don't see show up in church. Now granted, we have family members out of town and whatnot, but we see people still on the rolls show up and then disappear out of sight. 
at least from church services, maybe not sporting events, social gatherings. And thanks be to God, people are in church on those days. We as the Church of God rejoice to see those who have been away. We need to repent when we begin to get a haughty attitude against others. But still, the sad reality exists, doesn't it? One says one thing, but his life confesses something different. Now, another growing trend, though, now is emerging where even those who would show up normally on Christmas and Easter are just not showing up at all because that social pressure or expectation to go to church on those days is decreasing. Is it more honest then? Well, it probably is because a confession is being more made that is consistent. But is it terrible? Absolutely. So it makes something that has been a sad thing become even more tragic. So as the body of Christ, we lament this fact because our body yearns to be together around God's gifts. Cut off your arm, and when it's gushing blood and it hurts, you're going to miss your arm. So God calls us all to repentance. He calls us to confess the faith to all people God has placed us in contact with and to speak those words, even if they are hard to say. Because when God calls us to love our neighbor, he doesn't promise it will be easy. Being a Christian is a life of bearing the cross, just as the one who first loved us died at the hands of those he came to save. For those of us who do come to church regularly, as God commands us to do, we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. Sometimes the simple example of Andrew to Peter, from one brother to another of, come and see, is the word that needs to be spoken. So our confession, our life, they're to be the same because they are the same. And in this day, too, a daily thing in terms of who we are as the baptized children of God, we have this epistle reading today, too, that teaches us and rebukes us in those words that we heard. St. John writes, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So who we are as baptized children of God, you think about the fourth part of baptism in the small catechism, what does such baptizing with water indicate? Right, that old Adam in us, the old sinful nature is to be daily drowned and die, and that new man arise. So living in unrepentant sin is living in darkness, which God has saved us from in Christ. Sin and darkness are themes that John talks about a lot, and we hear that at Christmas and then into Epiphany. So to be as God's people is to live as God's people, according to his word. Sin is a blinding thing. It closes our eyes to the light of the, of the word, which in turn closes our eyes to him who is the light, Jesus. So we don't say in one breath, I believe in Jesus, and then the next, live contrary to what Jesus teaches. That is a life that is calling God a liar. So when God tells us sin leads to death and we think we can remain in sin and be okay, the problem's not with God, but it's with 
us who are rejecting what the Lord has done. The one who is speaking forth light, we are wanting to live in darkness. That's why faith and unrepentant sin do not exist with one another. So God calls all of us to walk in the light as he is the light. So as Christians, God calls you then to not write your sin off. You don't think it doesn't matter. Instead, what a Christian does is confess his sin. When confronted with his sin, when God preaches to him God's law, the Christian says, you're right, Lord. I have sinned. I haven't lived according to your word. I do deserve death and hell. Have mercy on me. So then you don't cling to your sin. You don't want your sin to identify you, but rather your sin is placed onto Jesus and you want what he gives in return. That's what your God-given faith confesses and lives. It's what St. John wrote at the end of the epistle reading when he said, My little children, I am writing things to you, these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So what Jesus does then, he takes your sin upon himself, makes payment for it. That's what that word propitiation means for you, because sin has to be paid for. And that's something true even in the secular world. You don't just have debt and then simply erase it or send some executive order and cancel out debt and loans and it goes off to an, into oblivion. It doesn't work that way. Debt has to be transferred or it has to go somewhere. Someone has to pay it and someone always will. So in terms of sin, it's either you or Jesus. Your blood or his blood. But the wonderful thing in all of this, then, is that it is done and freely out of the grace of God. The death of Jesus, who is fully God and fully man, is the perfect sacrifice. He was truly obedient to all of God's law and perfect in his life. He's the one that doesn't deserve death and hell, but the one who takes what you rightly deserve upon himself and gives you in return what he rightly deserves, eternal glory, honor, joy. So your sin he takes, and you get his righteousness. This is the wonderful message which St. John proclaims to you this very day, and it's what you have in Jesus. As we think about being in Christmas time, beholding the baby born in Bethlehem, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the sin bearer. So your sin is forgiven and you have eternal life. And as St. John calls us, we're children of light then. We have a new life. We have a new desire to do what is in the light. We have a new heart, a new mind, and a new will which have been transformed to conform to God and his word because of what he has done. And you desire in your Christian faith to do what your lips say, to live it out in thought, word, and deed. And when you do sin, as you do, you confess your sin, not try to write it off, but you cling to God's mercy, shown to you in Christ, who is the propitiation for your sins. So, dear people of St. John, be faithful in hearing God's word, receiving his sacraments, for this is how God gives you eternal life and never grow weary of it.
Our congregation is 125 years old this year, and that's nothing insignificant. We've been talking a long time at the church council, right, of trying to plan something, right, for the 125th anniversary, and then the pandemic hit, the derecho hit, and so that's how we decided to celebrate 125 years. See, nobody came forward with any idea, so that's what happens. <laughs> but what makes us who we are as St. John Lutheran Church is the same thing that makes you who you are as a child of God. They're one and the same. The marks of the church are the marks of the Christian, the word and sacraments. It's what our congregation is as this place where this happens, and you who are as the one who receives the gifts in this place. That's your confession, that's your life, that's our church's confession, our church's life, as we look before us and think about the countless people who have been baptized into the kingdom of God at that font, received the Lord's Supper at this altar, heard the word of God from that lectern in this pulpit, and blessed is the one who hears those words. So when a congregation forgets that or abandons this, then she is dying or she's already dead. When someone separates himself from the means of grace, he's dying or already dead. God's word gives life. And having his word, we have life. That is our confession. That is our life. So thanks be to God for the work and example of St. John, apostle and evangelist. He was a faithful servant of Christ who stood by the foot of the cross as Jesus died for your sin and his. And even during his exile on the island of Patmos, where he continued to be a servant of the Lord, writing scripture to send the flock of God and trusting to him, which is for you even today. He confessed the faith to him and handed it over to you today. So what an honor and joy to hear this word, to be called as God's people, to be St. John Lutheran Church and hear the words of St. John. The Lord is gracious and merciful to you, for he has redeemed you in Christ. Salvation and eternal life are yours, freely, fully, graciously. Confess your sin and cling to Christ each and every day. Have the confidence to know who you are in Christ as you hear his word and receive his sacraments. So on this festival of St. John Day, the first Sunday after Christmas, rejoice in Christ. Rejoice in the eternal life that you have. Listen to St. John preach to you, which is the Holy Spirit preaching. As he wrote to those people so many years ago, he writes to you now. Grace to you and peace from him who was and who is and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Christ Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen.